0: of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should, too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
1: Hey there, Titans fans. It's your buddies at the SoBros Network for another episode of the unofficial Titans podcast, off to a roaring start here. Uh, we are, of course, presented by Overtime Media tonight, uh, recording live from the Vivid Seats studio, which reminds me, you can use promo code Overtime in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases for first-time customers only. I am your host for the evening, Big Natural Stony Keeley. You can follow me on Twitter, at Stony Keeley follow us collectively at Sobro's Titans. Joined as usual by the man the myth the legend, the general John Mosley. Mose, how you doing tonight, man?
0: Still kind of bummed, but
2: Yeah,
1: that was a that was a real um, shitty game on Sunday.
0: A little better,
2: still kind of
1: bummed. Yeah. Well, before we dive into mm-hmm. uh, wrapping up our thoughts on the Colts Titans game, remind our listeners of how they can follow you on social media.
2: On the Twitter and Instagram at SobroMose.
1: So, Mose, I, I, I just got to ask you, man, just point blank, your thoughts on the Titans-Colts game. What went wrong for this team?
2: I just, it's, it's the most disheartened I've been after a loss. I can't even think of the last time I've just felt this just beat down. I think it was. It was a gut punch. Oh, man, it just, it, it felt like. It felt like we should be winning the entire time, but we were losing. And then even when you're winning, I was like, I feel like we're still losing and we're going to lose. And then (laughs) it happened. So I I think Mariota just didn't look good. I mean, it's everything, man. It's
1: everything we were afraid of. Yeah, I mean, Mariota didn't have a good game. Uh, The coaching wasn't good between... Mike Vrabel's time management like running off all that time and then just punting the ball late in the game and uh Arthur Smith's play calling like getting Derrick Henry out of the game uh in the fourth quarter the way he did the defense was just fucking gassed man like they were tired by the end of that game the heat I think played a role in it they got off to another slow start allowed the Colts to march right down the field and score early like it was just this myriad of issues that just combined to to this awful loss. Like, to quote our good buddy, our hog, man, it's like they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory.
2: And that's just the worst. Yeah, It's one thing for a team to come in here and, and whoop that ass. It's another to just feel like, man, a play here or a play there, and, and that's a win, and that's just the fucking worst, and it's the same shit. It's it's Mariota just looking completely yeah. like a fish out of water Yeah,
1: the game. Yeah, and I don't think people would be as upset about that if it wasn't stuff that we were complaining about Mariota years ago. Like, read, reading coverages, uh, which which he says, to his credit, he said in a press conference this week that he's not having issues recognizing what's in front of him. I, I don't know whether you believe that or not, but it looks like reading defenses – at, at least on Sunday, he was having trouble reading the Colts defense and holding on to the ball way too long, taking these ridiculous sacks. I was talking to you before we started recording about the specific play when he took this awful sack and they lost yardage when Derrick Henry was wide open right in front of him and he didn't check down. And, you know, it's, it's making that mental shift from, oh, my guys aren't open downfield. I guess I should better check down to whoever's open. Versus, I'm gonna hold on the onto the ball until somebody does get open. Like that shit doesn't work in the NFL, and he's still struggling with it.
2: And he's doing all that behind. It's not a full blown, hundred percent offensive line, right? These are pieces. That's fair. Yeah, these are pieces. No, I'm not. I'm not even saying it's it's more of a negative. You know, they are doing their best for you, man. You can help them out a little bit. and Get rid of that ball, man. It's a it's a two way street, like you know. This, this Colts defense is, is pretty good. I mean, they they saw some things, obviously, that they, they did really well, and they kept sending a specific couple of blitzes that I'm going, it's right there, man, just get rid of it, dump it off here, dump it off there. And, and yeah. it's just not. And
1: it, You said it. It's, these are things that we've seen forever, and you're just, just kicking yourself going, what are you doing, man? <laughs> I thought it was funny the apologists uh, were like, oh, well, Mariota didn't turn the ball over like Mariota didn't have an interception because Darius Leonard dropped the fucking ball. Yeah. straight up. He threw it. Why Mariota throws that ball right to him to begin with is an entirely separate issue. Like yep. that was bad. That was a bad play. Mo's. Why, why do you, why do you make that play? I mean, it's, it's the same, the same kind of stuff that, that we're talking about just because those interceptions didn't show up in the stat line doesn't mean that he didn't make bad plays
2: yeah no there were a wealth of, of missed opportunities there and that's okay it's just it's the same old times man it's the same shit we've been seeing and I think it's fair to bring up Vrabel again doesn't it's just not a very good job with with time management we yeah. saw it last year we're seeing it again this year it just felt
0: like a lot of L's, and then we got the big L at the end, man. It was it was
2: a disheartening. That's the word I keep going back to, you, man. I can't even i can't even play with Mario on the Madden game right now, man. I just can't do it.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that was part of the step, this whole good-to-great campaign that we heard about all through training camp in the offseason. The Titans want to get from good to great. Uh, to do that, a lot of us said, like, yes, there's some personnel issues the Titans need to clean up, but for the most part, like they just have to stop having these letdown games. And this reminded me so much of the same Titans from a year ago that would go and beat the defending Super Bowl champion Eagles in overtime and then lose to the Buffalo Bills the following week. Like they've got to shake this trend if they're going to take the next step as a franchise.
0: Hey, since you obviously like podcasts, you might want to check out Optimal Living Daily, where I simply read articles to you just like an audiobook, but from a bunch of different authors. One short reading every single day of the year to help you learn, grow, and live a more meaningful life, covering happiness, personal development, minimalism, and more from very popular writers. It's changed my life for the better, and hopefully will for you too. Check it out and subscribe for free wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, that's the podcast, Optimal Living Daily.
2: Yeah, it, again, it's another game where we're sitting around just tore up from it and then i wake up monday and i say hopefully this is a learning experience we haven't yeah. i don't know if they've learned dick yet since they keep doing the same shit but no man th- that third and two spike man that's the play that i really felt like i, I told Haley I- we spiked it on third you know third and two mario to spikes it and then i go i've thrown in completion on fourth down like
1: <laughs> yeah I- you just felt it like you have yeah. thrown
2: throwing in completion on
1: fourth down And Mariota came out this week and said that that was his call to spike the ball, that it wasn't Arthur Smith in his ears telling him to clock it. It was his decision. And I don't know what he was thinking. Like another aspect of his game that needs improvement are are those decisions that he makes. Like it's it's the same kind of baffling stuff. And I think that's what's concerning the most. That's what has a lot of people ready to move on from Mariota. Um, At this point, man, two games in – not much has changed as far as you know his status for a long-term contract i think he's still the same guy we've seen before at this point people are starting to say he is what he is and he only has 14 games left to really prove himself i don't know what he can do in those 14 games that's going to make john robinson say yes we've got to sign this guy long term do you think do you think the ship's sailing on him
2: i do i hate to i i've been I've been one of those apologists for him, man, for a Me while. Too. I Me too. Me too. I felt like last year he, he got a lot of just shit thrown on him for being the quarterback, which is part of it. But I, I, I'm if I'm not on the ship heading out, man, I'm I'm at the dock. Like that's where I'm at with it. It's it's a lot of not good. It, 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 even even in the win against Cleveland, man, there there was just it wasn't him. You know, you weren't sitting there going, man, he's really tearing it up. You know, the you know, the biggest play is that screen to Derrick Henry, and that was just. Yeah. Brown's defense completely out of position, a great play call, but um I, I do I feel like through two games it's not there and short of just a well of a way to end this year mm-hmm. out and, and in a deep playoff run, I, I can't
1: give him what he wants. I mean at this point you have to ask yourself about the sample size. What what is that fourteen games like compared to the previous four games in two seasons or f- I'm, I'm sorry, four seasons and two games. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like the book's kind of already written on him. Uh, he should be doing more with the cast he has around him. I understand that the offensive line is sort of makeshift at the moment, but it's not the reason they're losing games. Like they're, they're actually not playing too bad right now. So, nope. yeah, uh, nope. it's interesting to me too, that people came out and said that, uh, that incompletion on fourth down the last play of the game was A.J. Brown's fault that the ball hit him in the hands he has to make the catch simple as that what do you make of that take it's the NFL you, you always got that argument right you're the you're the cream of the crop yeah but for me I think it's a rookie receiver
2: it's a veteran at this point quarterback right I mean yeah you got to help again you got these, this offensive line, these receivers—they're there for you, right? Well, you got to help them. You got to put that ball a little bit better, and maybe not make the biggest fuck up of the game to play before and spiking yeah. on third and two.
1: Like, yeah, exactly. I, you know I mean, you mentioned it earlier. Third and two, get up there, just hand the ball off, pick up the first down, and then you can spike it. Or if you don't make the first well, you can't spike the ball on fourth down, I guess that would be the argument, but run a play on third down and either throw it incomplete or you know, live live to fight another down. Like they just shot themselves in the foot there.
2: Yeah, no, and they lost they lost seconds. I mean literally a game that close does it comes down to seconds and, and, and they lost seconds yeah. on that drive and then they Again, that's, that's on the coaching staff to a, a point, but it's the players. It's Mariota. Again, it's Mariota. If Tom Brady, they're, they're, that, that offense is a well-oiled machine in those two minutes. You know, cream yeah. of the crop guy. Your guys are going to be ready. They're going to be ready to go. They're going to get down. All right, cool. Here's the play, Ball, blah, blah. blah. And, I didn't see that with him. I, he seemed like a guy that was kind of reaching, and, and even he was looking more to the coaches rather than him. Like, all right, I'm going to do this, and then I guess when he finally does take it upon himself, it's such a big mistake, man. I hate
1: to keep harping on it, but that's just that's such a big mistake to make. Yeah, and you know, Tom Brady's also not sailing balls three feet over his receivers' heads. I mean,
2: hey, you're, you said it, and, and again, he's got
1: a catchable ball.
2: He, he may have weapons now, but there have been years that guy hasn't had. So, I mean, there have been years Tom Brady would have loved to have had Dwayne Walker and Corey Davis and pump yeah. Fries. And so, yeah, the talent's there, man. He just, ah, I, I hate to say it, but I think it's, we're getting closer and closer to that time and shit, man. If, if this if this team loses a few close games because of quarterback play with how Tannehill looked, is there are we are we legit gonna have a quarterback controversy
1: midseason? Man, we talk so much shit about the people saying <laughs> it was gonna be Mariota versus Tannehill and that Tannehill was gonna start halfway into the season or six games into into the season was the proclamation and I don't know that he's any better than, than Mariota right now. So I don't, I'm with you. I don't think
2: so either, but you can feel it. Like if the defense, which they, they, you said they look gas, they, they let some plays up. They didn't look like the same defense from week one. Maybe it was an emotional thing, man. It's like a fight, right? You, you come down from that fight and if you don't get back up for the next one, man, you get knocked out and, and they didn't get knocked out, I guess per se with it being so close late, but it still felt like Indianapolis wanted that win more.
1: Yeah. And, as far as the AJ Brown thing goes, like yes, I get it. If you, you're in the NFL, if if you touch a ball, you should catch it. That's that's always been the uh, the adage in football, right? But a good quarterback doesn't put yeah. balls where his receiver has to do crazy athletic things to catch them. Like put that ball in a better spot and maybe AJ Brown catches it. Also worth noting that Corey Davis was wide open on that play. I mean, People have said if he would have caught the ball, uh, he likely wouldn't have got the first down anyway because the defender would have been on him. But Corey Davis is a physical guy. He's a big guy. Like Give him the chance to make a play. Um, So I I thought that was interesting as well. Uh, We also talked about Tajay Sharp, or, or we're talking about the miscues. We have to mention Tajay Sharp not falling forward on that first down play.
0: On the first
2: down, yep yeah um huge huge it felt big in the, in the moment it felt like oh that's a mess up they fucked up yeah
1: so a lot of things went wrong for the Titans um I'm happy we were able to get this off our chest and and move on to the Jacksonville game, which we're gonna do after our first commercial break of the evening. Back here on the Unofficial Titans podcast, Stoney Keeley with John Mosley here. Tomorrow night, man. Thursday night football, prime time, as much as the rest of the country fucking hates this game. We've got Titans in Jacksonville to take on the Jags. Uh, what's your what's your initial impression of this game, Mose? The Titans are one and a half point favorites.
2: My initial reaction is whoever Starts at quarterback for Jacksonville, I like better than Marcus Mariota right now. Like, so
1: you're saying, like, straight up, you know, Gar- Gardner Minshew, you'd take him right now over Mariota?
2: Yeah, I would. And it's Ooh. probably my distaste. Like, that's how distasteful <laughs> I have with Mariota after that <laughs> performance. I that spike on third and two and a couple of misses. I'm ready to just bet it all on the fucking rookie. Let's go.
1: I, I'm I'm telling you, man, Gardner Minshew is pure, unadulterated sex. Um I, I, I don't know if Nashville could contain all of the sex that would come from having Gardner Minshew and Mike Vrabel on the same team.
2: No, you're absolutely right. And, and I, hate, I hate being the guy to just throw Marcus under the, under the bus and the boat and anything else I can right now. But I just – I really – I mean, I'm not even bullshitting you. I feel more confident for Jacksonville <laughs> – having Gardner Minshew then I'm like fuck Marcus is gonna go down there and tear it up. I don't I don't know about that. Hell Jalen Ramsey don't even want to play there anymore and I'm still like shit, maybe Jacksonville's gonna make some plays
1: Man (coughs) Excuse me, my goodness. Uh, Minshew's looked good in the first couple of games, dude. That that drive last year, last year, last week when they nearly marched down the field and got the win over the Texans. If Doug Marone doesn't elect to go for two there for some reason, maybe the Jags are one and one instead of zero oh and two. Like this kid uh-huh. has shown that he's not afraid of the stage. The lights are not too bright for him. He's out there slinging the ball around. You got DJ Chark uh emerging as one of the best rec- young receivers in the NFL, averaging over eighteen yards a catch. He's had hundred yards plus in each game this season. Like this is this is something different that I don't think any reasonable Titans fan would have seen coming back in the in the summer.
2: No, I, I mean not even in the summer. Just a few days ago before Sunday and whatnot, I'd have felt like, you know, at least for this matchup, like Tennessee's going to go in there. They're gonna they're gonna get after Gar. You know they're gonna they're gonna get after him, and he's only like a rookie. But yeah. I've been really impressed as a whole. Like not even just him, but just with everything going on with that team, man. They've kind of like I'm, I'm not expecting this to be, you know, any kind of a uh, pushover game at all. Like it's going to be that one and a half point, and very yeah. well, Jacksonville on a Garter Minshew play could get the win, which is so crazy.
1: Derrick Henry has had the Jags number. He had that infamous now 99-yard touchdown run in primetime against the Jags last year. Uh, what do you think on offense the Titans have to do to go into Jacksonville, which, by the way, is a dump of a city? Let me just say it that. Um, what do you think they have to do to go down there and, and put points on the board?
2: Uh, keep the ball out of Marcus in i just joking. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, Going so, hard. I had to. I had to. No. It is. They've got to run the ball. They've got to get play action going. Mario is going to have to play a little more confident. Uh, we're getting yeah. closer to Taylor Lewan being back, which is going to be a great feeling. And hey, as much as we're unhappy right now, we said when all that happened with Taylor, if we come out of those first four games, two and two, we'll be happy. It just... I, I, I really... This needs to be the game where, where Mario to take strides and looks like the guy we thought he is. Because seriously, you said it every week now. It's You're going, dang, that's another game. Like, that's another that's another
1: millie gone baby yeah it's a, it's another opportunity lost yeah I, i'll tell you mose i think they've they've got to stay committed to derrick henry he's he's been a, a real pain in the ass for the jags lately if they yeah. want this rivalry to continue going the way it has been the last several games i think they just commit to derrick henry however you got to get him the ball get him the ball don't don't put deon lewis in the game late in critical situations um So commit to Derrick Henry, and I do think this is a game that Arthur Smith is going to have to call his ass off. Like, the offense needs to come out and have a strong performance because the way they're going this year, uh, they're putting too much weight on the defense. I mean, too much is riding on the back of our defense, and eventually what's going to happen is you're going to see – Jordan Wilkins break off a 55-yard touchdown run that felt kind of like the backbreaker for that defense. So uh, what I want to see is the offense come out, commit to Derrick Henry. I think this could be a big A.J. Brown game uh, tomorrow night because A.J. Bouye is out, or or he's questionable. He missed a lot of time. Uh, uh, I think he missed most of the game against the Texans, and you're looking at whoever Jalen Ramsey is on being pretty well locked down. So if they put Ramsey on Corey Davis, A.J. Brown could take advantage of that matchup that seems to be, uh, it looks like it's going to be against Trey Herndon. So do some diverse things to 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 put points on the board and go out there with the offense and control the game. I think that's what I want to see out of this mm-hmm. unit tomorrow night.
2: Some really good screens. Some. I mean, yeah, dude, I just, I can't wait. I can't wait for someone to make a big, say someone does make a big play on Jalen Ramsey and it's going to be like, oh, he wants to go there. So blah, blah, blah. And then Taylor's going to share more oh, I would with love it. shit and I'm going to go crazy.
1: I would love it. I would love it if if people start insinuating that Jalen Ramsey's letting the Titans win. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, to be fair, like Titans Facebook, if you've ever spent any time on there, that's not... Any, anywhere near the most unreasonable Thing you're gonna you're gonna see from this team So uh, pretty interesting F- uh, Switching sides uh, What about the defense what do you think they Have to do to slow down Gardner Minshew Yeah
2: you, you uh, Run defense man to get Pressure on him early he He's looked really good but again this is such A fast game and he's it's, it's Game three for him so yeah. it, It's still coming at him at such a high Rate yeah get pressure on him uh, For some turnovers it it's really just going to come down to, to that, right? I mean, it feels like maybe Marcus doesn't turn the ball over quote unquote, but all these three and outs and quick drives and the defense playing more and more. I mean, it's essentially, it's a turnover. I mean, it yeah. may not be in the, in the books, but it is. So yeah, that's what I think. They, they just, they've got to get after Gardner and they've got to force a turnover here and there to maybe make up for some less than stellar offense.
1: I, I think the matchup you're looking at on defense is uh Due to Cam Robinson being injured, it looks like Will Richardson's going to start at left tackle. Didn't hold up too well, uh, so I think you know whether it's Sharif Finch, Harold Bye. Landry, Cam Wake in those obvious passing situations. Uh, whoever's on that guy, you you got to bully him and you got to make Gardner Minshew uncomfortable. I have no doubt that the secondary can cover the receivers that the Jags have. Uh-huh. Uh, this is this is a really good secondary and they held their own against the Colts um, for for the most part, except for, you know, the two touchdowns where uh, Paris Campbell just ran right by Logan Ryan and then T.Y. Hilton got into the end zone Uh, outside of that. Like they, they played a pretty good game. I think Logan Ryan's uh, the best defensive player on the Titans right now through two games. So I, I think they can cover these guys. It's just a matter of finishing the job. How many times did we see Jacoby Brissett shake the pass rush and extend yes. plays by getting outside of the pocket because people weren't finishing? Uh, I think you got to do that against Gardner Minshew. Or you know he's shown he's got a little bit of that Baker Mayfield in him where he he can he can sling it and he can get going with those legs too. So I I, I think that's that's critical uh, for the pass rush to take advantage of. Uh, a weaker Jags offensive line than we anticipated them to be. Uh, Absolutely, man.
2: That's – couldn't have said it better myself. It's going to come down to – it's quarterback league, right? So Gardner, Marcus, who's going to play better, and you would think with with the lineups we have, Marcus should be the one to play better in this situation, right?
1: You would think, yeah. Um, uh, We'll see. I will also mention in my notes, I forgot to mention that uh, I think the Titans need to kind of shore up their run defense a little bit. Uh, Leonard Fournette, there's been some questions about his motivation. You know, maybe he hasn't been as productive as people expected to be when he was drafted, but he's still a talented guy. And you saw Jordan Wilkins rip that big run, they kept Marlon Mack pretty well contained. Yeah. Uh, I think I think they need to kind of be a little more assertive in the uh, the run defense against Leonard Fournette tomorrow night too. But like I said, Titans are still a one and a half point favorite. Uh, who who are you taking in this matchup? Let's get a prediction on paper.
2: Off off some really good Titans defense. I think a pat. We get the pass rush going. Maybe a sack, fumble recovery kind of thing. Uh, Titans win.
1: 24-21. I'm with you. I, I think it's going to be a pretty close game. And uh, I was actually going to say 23-20. So oh. <laughs> that's... Yeah. Uh, funny there. But I, I do think that the talent uh, is better for the Titans. I think I think yeah. the, the key matchup is um, the defense against that offense. And I think as long as Gardner Minshew doesn't get going, I think it's going to bode well for the Titans. So I'm calling for a Titans win. I don't think... They can drop to one and two, uh, in, in this division right now, because I mean, you, you're talking about being Oh, and two in the AFC South to start the season. It's not where you want to be. So people are talking about how up the Jags are going to be that for this game, because of, you know, their record starting zero and two, and because of the history with the Titans recently, I, I think, I think people are underestimating how bad that Colts loss was for the Titans and how much they're going to be up for this game too. So, um, We'll talk a little bit about these crazy Jalen Ramsey trade rumors. We're going to take our last commercial break of the evening and be right back after this. Okay, we are back on the Unofficial Titans podcast. Moe, some big news this week, man. Uh, Jalen Ramsey very obviously does not want to be in Jacksonville any longer. Did you get a chance at all to watch his bizarre press conference the other day?
2: I saw a little bit of it. I saw the part about Luan. Um Yeah, I, he just—he seems like he'll take a train, plane, automobile, anything to get him out of Duval.
1: I just want to fucking win. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I, me too, Jalen. Me too. It's hard same. Um. So we're talking about these guys, man. Like this—this this precedent that's been set with Antonio Brown. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick got his way out of Miami. Yep. Now playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now Jalen Ramsey's trying to do the same. Uh, the rumor has it that the target trade date is Friday. So it looks like the Titans will be playing him on Thursday. But what do you what do you think about this trend of NFL players kind of bullying their way out of out of a bad situation? Do you think this is good for the league or bad for it? it's not a great look by any means
2: it's you know you're an employee it's that weird thing man it's yeah. there's so much money being made and so much money for the for the owners and all that at the end of the day it ends up being a selfish business but it's hard not to sit here and say man you're getting paid all this money yeah you know but but at the same time these guys the dream is to win right they want a super bowl it ain't it ain't enough to them to get $200 million and play 14, you know, 12, 14 years maybe. Yeah. And, and never even touch the damn thing. So I get it from both sides, but it definitely, it doesn't look great. And I'll, that's where I'll
1: leave it at. I think you have to look at, and I, I don't mean to lump the issues the same way, but, um, I'll make the comparison to the kneeling for the national anthem. Like, that's not the NFL audience. The NFL audience are, you know, patriotic, beer-drinking Americans yep. that just want to yep. sit and watch their football and not think about politics. And there's already sort of this stigma because these athletes are are getting paid to play a game. And, and that's the attitude. People kind of look at it negatively. Um and i think that is kind of the the similar thing like know know your audience a little bit you can't expect nfl fans after being so uproarious about the kneeling to to also be like oh you know what this guy yeah he's he's good for him good for him um and it is there is a bit of that that's kind of like mm, you know maybe just put on your pads and play but i also see it from the players perspective like they're just kind of treated like treated like shit in the sense that an NFL owner at any time can just be like, no, you're, you're off the team. And then, you know, your contract's not even worth the paper that it's printed on. So, you know, guys like Julio Jones getting all this guaranteed money, I think it's good for the players. Um, I think people like Antonio Brown, Minka Fitzpatrick, Jalen Ramsey. Um, I don't agree. I don't agree with the tactics at all. I think the Antonio Brown stuff is pretty bizarre. Uh, this Jalen Ramsey stuff does come across as whining. But at the uh-huh. end of the day, like man, I hate to say this, but you only have one life. You only have one shot. And you know, I applaud these guys for doing what makes them happy and what they feel like is best for them. So. I'm with you in a way. I kind of see it from both ways. By and large, I think it's something that's good for the player, but uh, bad for the image of the NFL. I don't think they're doing them any favors. No,
2: yeah, and, and you you made a great point about they love me when they love me, but when they don't love me, so uh,
0: yeah. it's, it's, it's tough, bro.
1: Yeah, and like to the people, the, the money argument always comes up that, well, you're getting paid millions, you should just – you know, grin and bear it for a little bit, but I don't think people stop to realize that there's so much money pouring into the NFL because of people buying tickets, buying jerseys, paying for the cable package. Uh, They're tuning in on Sundays so that CBS can go to the NFL and say, Hey, we've got 5 million people watching this. And we've got 7 million people watching that. Like if you don't want all this money going to these athletes, stop watching, stop supporting the NFL. And the the question I've always heard po- posed was, would you rather all that money just go to the owners, all the rich white dudes?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I don't mm-hmm. want to. I don't want to open that can of worms. But <laughs> who
2: already have a bunch of money?
1: But I, I I'm just saying, like it's it's just basic business. Like I, I don't know. I I'm happy to see players standing up for themselves. I just wish it wasn't so publicly messy. You know? Oh no,
2: absolutely. It, it, but you know as much as i hate the tactics it's it might be it might be the best way at times i'm i'm not saying it doesn't it doesn't sound great to just hey go talk to the owner the head coach tell him you want out but like again well if we're not going to get what we want back for you then then you're stuck there so what are you supposed to do you mean you want yeah it's it's so tough man It's, it's it goes back to almost the the whole get paid in college thing, which it's, you're like, yeah, it's, it's it's this whole can of worms, you know,
1: it's, it's a really, really tricky issue. Um, I could see, you know, the NFL, if they put like a cap, this is fucking crazy talk. I know like this isn't going to fly at all, but like, (laughs) if there's an issue with the money, like put a cap on it where NFL teams can only make so much, but then you're asking, you know, who's going to, Who's going to handle all the profits that come in on top of it? You know, who's going to be in charge of that? Where does it go? Um, And it's just a weird – turns into a weird political discussion. But uh, everything in life. Yeah, this is all just really a long-winded way for me to say, like, I support the players who are seeking to make their career the best they can because it is a game that – Uh, life comes at you fast, man, one injury and it's all over and you better hope you've made your money and can live comfortably. Otherwise, you know, you might be one of these guys in 10 years that's struggling to make ends meet and you've got CTE on top of it. Like I am all for, I'm all for the player, but, uh, at the same time, like, I I think you could be a little more tactful about it. And, and really like you didn't hear a whole lot about Minka Fitzpatrick getting out of Miami. Like, that no. seems like the way to do it, but I don't know. Who am I? I'm just some fucking guy with a microphone. <laughs> so it's been said that an AFC team and an NFC team is in on Jalen Ramsey. The Jags apparently want two first-rounders for the guy. Uh, where do you think the best fit for him is?
2: Ooh, uh, I could see. hmm. I can see a couple of teams making a make maybe make a play for him. I could see, yeah. um, uh, you know, <laughs> the team that jumps out right
1: away, I could see that that just seems like maybe a move the Jets might make. Yeah, yeah. Um, like,
2: as weird as that is to say.
1: And, you know, he went on bussing with the boys and said he wanted to play for the Titans or the Raiders. Um, the Raiders could use some cornerback help. They might have... A piece or two that they could trade to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. A lot, an awful lot of people th- seem to think that the Chiefs uh, could be the landing spot if he does go somewhere in the AFC, and that would be fucking wow. wild. That that defense needs some help, man.
2: No, yeah, that would be a huge gift for them because as, as hot as Patrick Mahomes is going to be is going to be this year, they're going to need some defensive plays
1: a lot of the speculation I've seen for the NFC team in that equation has been the Philadelphia Eagles. And again, that would just be, that's like yeah. the, the rich getting richer, man. That's a, that's a good team. We saw him struggle against the Falcons on Sunday night football, but I think that's still a good team that could really be boosted by a guy like that. Yeah.
2: That'd be a big get for them. That would fit in real well with what Carson Wentz trying to do.
1: Yeah. All right, Mo's. Well, uh, we're at the end of our show here. Uh, you got any parting thoughts before we, before we send it on home? Man, I just I hope we're we're feeling we're feeling
2: good Monday morning at two and one and a pretty I don't want to say dominant but a, a very a very well rounded
1: performance tomorrow night. Just. Yep, I, I'm with you, man. And thank you for anybody that actually listened through my fucking weird old man rant about players getting players getting paid. Um, sometimes it just it just happens. It just comes out. It's like word vomit. Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, it's, you made a good point, man, and it's it's such an interesting topic once you get into it. And we didn't even get into like you know co- contracts and what's guaranteed and what not to go in with the possible injury. So it's it's a meaty discussion, my friend.
1: We might need to do an episode of Sports Punch on that and do a little bit yeah. more more research. I might research. put that on the calendar. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Unofficial Titans Podcast. Uh, Mose, remind our listeners how they can follow you on Twitter and Instagram. At Sobro y'all. Holla at your boy. I am, of course, at Stony keely Collectively, we are at Sobros Titans, at Sobros Network, on all major social media platforms. Check out all of our work at SobrosNetwork.com. Hit up SobrosShop.com for all of our latest merch. And you can join the Sobros family through Patreon. You gain exclusive access to the Sobros Network team and premium content. That's patreon.com slash sobros network. For the general John Mosley, I am Big Natural Stony Keeley. And until next time, you stay classy Titans fans and Titan Up. I went too fucking hard on the